0: Hi, I'm Lynn. And I'm Jan. Welcome to the Lampladders podcast. Lampladders is a community that encourages women to grow in our faith through the study of God's Word. And, oh, we are grateful to be on the journey this year with you as we travel through the Bible, following the stories of some of the women who have impacted our faith. So since today is our first lesson, it seems perfectly appropriate that we will
1: be talking about the first woman, Lynn. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. We're going to talk about Eve today. But I want to start by throwing it right back to you with a question. And my question is, what do you know about Eve? (laughs)
0: Thanks. Um, Okay. You mean before or after I studied her? Before you studied. Okay, before. All right. So just general knowledge. Yes. This is kind of a Sunday school story. Right. Um what I know about Eve is that God made everything and he looked at everything and said it's good it's good it's good it's good and then he made Adam and he said well that's not so good so he made Eve as a companion for him right mm-hmm. and the story goes they were very happy together in the garden um in, until a nasty snake came along and tricked Eve into eating the fruit that had been forbidden them by God. And Mm -hmm. it's always an apple in my mind, but it doesn't say apple, it just says fruit. Then she gave it to Adam, and he ate it. And that was the beginning of everything going wrong.
1: Yep. I think that's a pretty pretty good (laughs) summary, Uh, probably very similar to what most people would say. Mm -hmm. And this story of Eve, or more commonly, Adam and Eve, is a very well-known story, and it should be, since it's the beginning of our creation story as humanity, right? They, Eve is going to be the mother of all humanity.
0: Yeah. Well, and it sounds like a simple story. What I just said sounded simple. Yeah. But it's a very deep and complex story. And mm-hmm. there are a lot of different ways you can travel on this road mm-hmm. to unpack it, mm-hmm. uh, my personal favorite is the relationship between Adam and Eve, which is kind of the original battle of the sexes. Mm-hmm. And I just want to put a plug in for Eve here. Adam was standing right there, and he <laughs> did not stop her from eating that fruit. So I'm, and also, his name is first, Adam and Eve, so it means he was more important. Mm-hmm. And he, That's my editorial plug for the right. day. Um, but also, you could study about the temptation or the fall, the actual fall. Um, and it's a story of firsts at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, the first woman, the first wife, the first to disobey God. Unfortunately, the first mother, the first mother to grieve the loss of a child. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of roads to go down. So where are you going to take us?
1: Well, um, this was interesting for me because there are a lot of lo- a lot of roads to go down, and. I was really excited when I first started reading it because there is so much. There are so many decisions that were made, not made. I mean, we could just go on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, then I started to get overwhelmed because I thought, <laughs> well, wait a minute. This is far more than I can cover in a podcast. This could yeah. really be like a whole year study, which it's not. It's going to be a one lesson study. So I needed to, to refine it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's when I looked back at our title which is the God who sees a study of women in the Bible. And that helped clarify for me what I wanted to talk about today. Mm. And what I'm going to talk about is what we know, or at the very least can surmise about Eve as a woman from these stories. We are studying women. So I want to look at her strengths and her weaknesses and where we might see ourselves reflected in them. But most importantly, I want to talk about how God sees Eve and how he treats her throughout her life that sounds perfect
0: you know in actual fact those are those three organizing points we talked about last week see God through Eve recognize her moral and spiritual character and reflect on how we are like
1: her so see you 've already done that okay oh, well done okay well maybe we should end it here <laughs> <laughs> all right before we start I um, I really think it's important that we know we're on the same page. So I want to take a few minutes to paint a picture of who God says Eve is, because there have been some very unflattering portrayals that have clung to Eve throughout history. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into great detail because, as I said, there's just too much to cover, but it's also too important to ignore. So I want to go back to the creation story and the Garden of Eden. Like you said, Jan, it was the first time God called something not good in his very good creation. And what he was calling not good was it was not good for Adam to be alone. So God was going to make him a helper. Now the term used is Ezer Kenedko May or may not be pronouncing that right, but I'm... <laughs> I'm giving it my best shot. A brave effort. (laughs) Yes. Ezer means helper, but it's really much more than that. It's a word that points to strength. It is not a subordinate, but someone who comes in to help at a critical time and even rescues. So Adam was being rescued from his loneliness with his new partner, Eve. Now the word Kinedko means corresponding to. So in other words, Eve was a helper whose position and strength corresponded to Adam's. Remember, just like Adam, Eve was created in God's image. He did not say she was a partial image or a lesser version. So it's with this image of a strong, independent partner that I'm going to approach today's lesson.
0: So her strength, complemented in other words completed yes adam yes they were different but equal
1: yes okay separate but together right
0: all right this is an example lynn of how we need to shed the lenses we may have inherited about eve mm-hmm. she does get a bum rap oh, in yeah. history and the idea that she was totally at fault for the fall was an interpretation of scripture that had many, many unfortunate repercussions for women down through the ages. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know her weakness as well. Mm -hmm. So it's important to look at the details of the story and remember that the flip side of the weakness can be our strength and vice versa. And that's what you're doing here.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm doing. And I'm doing it because I learned a long time ago that some of the things that I consider my greatest strengths can also actually be some of my greatest weaknesses. Um, Mm. In my case, my motivation usually determines which way it goes, whether it's a strength <laughs> or a weakness. And I've talked about this before, but I'm going to use it as an example again, because for me, it's the one that I, I find myself in over and over again. You've lived it. <laughs> I've lived it and I continue to live it. And that is the fact that I was labeled, not unfairly, but I was labeled as being very stubborn. This started in my childhood. And it was a designation given to me at a very young age that I have carried throughout my life. And sometimes it's with confidence that it's a good thing. And other times it's with embarrassment that it really is more of a display of my pride than anything positive. You know, when I'm trying to get in my own way, my stubbornness is my Achilles heel and really becomes my most unflattering trait and my greatest weakness. However, when I'm trying to learn something new or help someone in a difficult situation, my stubbornness is actually determination. And it can give me that extra push that I need to succeed. So you can see both sides of that coin. Mm -hmm. And that's how I want to look at Eve today. We're going to look at some of her strengths and weaknesses and see how God uses them to redeem her.
0: Well, that Gives me some encouragement to look at and reflect on our own character. Mm-hmm. You know, just the difference between being stubborn and being determined. Yeah. Is two different interpretations of a strength. Yeah. 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 Okay.
1: All right. So let's start off and we're gonna picture Eve living in the Garden of Eden. Whatever she needs was there and it was there in abundance. And there was beauty all around. It's just my one of my favorite Pictures and well, you're a gardener. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) So, she and Adam had responsibilities because they were there to take care of this garden. So we can assume that that was part of what they were both doing. So Eve is a strong, capable, and responsible worker. Right? Mm. Those are all good traits. Never thought of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, as we know, one day she's in the garden and she comes upon a serpent, and they start to talk. They get into a conversation. I think that shows that Eve is open and independent and pretty much decides she can talk to someone if she wants to talk to someone. Now, notice that Eve remembers exactly what Adam, what God has instructed of her and Adam. They can eat from any tree except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And if they do eat from it, they will die. So this shows Eve also as an intelligent woman who understood the rules Again, a great characteristic to have. Well, we know what happens next. Words get twisted around. Decisions are made. The fruit gets eaten. Adam also eats some. And then they discover they are naked and they hide. Fig leaves are sewn together to make clothing. Clearly, that is ingenious, industrious, very creative. I don't think I could do it. (laughs) <laughs> Again, more good qualities. So she has some amazing characteristics. We've seen her as responsible, hardworking, capable, strong, independent, intelligent, industrious, and creative. Eve had a lot of amazing qualities. Mm-hmm.
0: But. <laughs> Perhaps she was so strong and capable that she thought she could handle it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because she was confident of her abilities, she made a series of increasingly serious decisions that resulted in disastrous consequences for her
1: and Adam and indeed the entire creation. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, this is where we start to look inward This is our first little glimpse at looking at ourselves because, I mean, do I ever think I'm in control? Do I ever think I can handle it? Does my pride ever get the best of me? Of course it does, but let's keep going. Mm -hmm. We are all women with an amazing God who has given us really great characteristics. The problem comes when we use these strengths in any way that is contrary to what God intends, contrary to his best wishes for us. We've all done it. We will all do it again because we have the free will to do what we want when we want. And that's the slippery slope we see Eve begin to slide down. So let's first look at Eve's independent nature, because to me, that's where it all starts. That's what gets her in trouble. Now, there's nothing inherently wrong with being independent, I'm saying that partially in my own defense (laughs) because I too often take great satisfaction in my ability to get things done on my own. But we also know that we are not created to be on our own. The very reason God created Eve, remember, was so that Adam would have a companion. Mm -hmm. In Eve's first conversation with the serpent, you can see how her independence turns to pride. First she started adding her own conditions to what God had said. She added that they were not even supposed to touch the tree. Now, next, she starts doubting God's goodness. I mean, the serpent's telling her she can gain wisdom. And she's thinking to herself, well, why wouldn't God want me to be more wise? That's a good thing, right? It's Mm -hmm. very logical, these steps that she's taking. So in response to this logical thinking, she starts trusting herself and her judgment rather than God's. She's beginning to think that she knows better than God what is good for her. So she sees something she wants, and she reaches out to claim it as her own. What she saw was the potential for more in her life. Now, remember the abundance she's living in, Mm -hmm. but she's seeing something that is being promised her. She's seeing this extra wisdom and she's thinking, yeah, I want that. So she allowed herself to be swayed by the logic presented to her by the serpent and more importantly, by her own selfish desires to become even more intelligent. So it's her ambition to be more than she already was that caused her to make this disastrous choice. She considered all the serpent's points, thought of the benefits in her own terms, and arrived at her own conclusion. Mm. And make no mistake here, Eve desired something, and she decided to go after it. In the end, it was her decision alone. So when you think of Eve as a person just like us, rather than a character in a story, I think it's pretty easy to feel a little bit sorry for her. You know, there she was living in the most perfect paradise ever, never wanting for a thing, and also living in the company of God. She truly did have it all. And then, because of her ego and pride, she made one big mistake and everything fell apart. And what she very quickly learned was that there was no turning back. There was no going back to the way things were. There were consequences to her actions. And the biggest one was that the gates of Eden would be closed. Mm. Now, I wonder how long it took for reality to settle over her. I wonder if she wanted desperately to turn back time so that she could make a different choice.
0: You know, I think it happened immediately for her. Maybe it did. Because they sewed together fig leaves, which indicated guilt, yeah. and she had never felt guilt before. Right. So that must have been a horrible feeling. Of course, to to feel that distance from God mm-hmm. instantaneously. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, yeah. That's speculation. Yeah. So what was done could not be undone. However, all was not lost. Even though Eve had to leave that paradise behind, God would never ever leave her. The opposite. Instead, he first lined out all the consequences of Eve's and Adam's Mm -hmm. disobedience. And that's because our God is a just and righteous God. He could not ignore what happened. It was not in his, it's not in his character. Because he's righteous, there are consequences to all of our actions. So rather than ignore it, he gave them the punishment that they deserved. And here's the beautiful thing. In Eve's moment of deepest despair, and had to be her deepest regret, God showed her who he really is. He is a God who loves us even when we know we don't deserve his love. Mm. Yes, he did throw them out of the garden. But it was also a way of protecting them. It says right there in in Scripture that they could no longer be trusted to stay away from the tree of life. So that's a consequence. They can't be trusted anymore. And this is where we get to look at the wonder and majesty of God. He is able to take this disaster and disobedience and redeem it, all of it, for all of us, for all of time. Mm. Now, this is important. Notice that Eve had to admit what had occurred. She did. And then once she did that, God made garments of skin and clothed them. Now this is the first sacrifice of an animal, but it's so much more than that. God is not just wrapping Eve up in animal skins. He is wrapping her up in his warmth, in his protection, in his love, in his hope, and most importantly, in his forgiveness. God not only covers her nakedness, he also covers her mistake. He covers her shame. He covers her vulnerability in his perfect and everlasting grace. And what a beautiful example of how we don't earn God's love and we can't lose it.
0: It's also a beautiful picture and the first foreshadowing we have in Scripture of our own salvation. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a picture of what Christ does for us when he makes the ultimate sacrifice. His blood is shed so that we can be covered in his robes of righteousness and be fit to be in the presence of God Almighty. So this is
1: pointing us toward our Savior. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now that we can see how some of Eve's strengths became her weaknesses when she misused them for her glory instead of using them for God's glory, it's time to take a look at how God turned them back into strengths instead of weaknesses. So we know that Eve experienced the dire consequences of her disobedience. Her world changed overnight. Her work, which used to bring her joy and fulfillment, became Difficult and oppressive. She was thrown out of paradise and was now in a totally different world that I'm sure they didn't even recognize. And she, along with Adam, had to learn their new roles all on their own. You know, they were farmers, a provider, a wife, and a mother. She needed to be ingenious and hardworking to make a life for her family. And she did. Eve became a mother to Cain and Abel. As a consequence of her disobedience, We know that she experienced the first pains of childbirth, but she also experienced the first joy of being a mother. We learn in this story that she gave God glory for the births of her sons. She raised a family, and along with Adam, she built a new life outside of Eden. Then came the horrible story of Cain killing Abel and the grief that had to have followed. But again, We see God coming to her side, removing her shame, restoring her hope, and really cheering her on into the future. He did this by letting her have another son. She gave birth to Seth. And when she did, she said, God has given me another child in place of Abel, whom Cain killed. And then Seth had a son who he named Enosh. And when... That's when the men and women began praying and worshiping in the name of God. That's in Genesis four twenty six. if you want to look at that story. Hmm. But hear that. That's when men and women began praying and worshiping in the name of God. That was through Eve, the woman who is usually remembered for her mistake, her breaking the relationship, humanity's relationship with God, restoring it in the form of prayer to God and hmm. worship. So Eve gives the glory to God when she gives birth to Seth, even after all she has endured outside of Eden. Her gratitude is a reflection of her faith in God's provisions in her life. She fulfills God's command to be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. She's the mother of all of us. Eve fulfilled the role God gave her to be the perfect helper and companion to Adam Eve's story is a great example, proof even, that we are not defined by our failures. We are reminded that while our actions bear consequences, when we turn to God and ask for forgiveness, He will give us the strength we need to face the consequences and rise again. Eve was responsible, hardworking, capable, strong, independent. She was intelligent, industrious, and creative, and she is a picture of each one of us. Her greatest strengths were also her greatest weaknesses. But no matter what she faced, God came alongside her and lifted her and redeemed her because that's what he does. Eve didn't let what happened to her at her very lowest point define her. God showed Eve how to rest in Him when things were at their worst. And we have that same hope that Eve had. God doesn't abandon us either when we make mistakes. God made you. He made me. And everything God made is good. Thank God that even when we make a mistake, even when our family is falling apart, even when our dreams are shattered, God is there, restoring, redeeming, encouraging, renewing, and giving us hope. What God did for Eve, Jesus does for us. Despite our own shortcomings, new beginnings are always possible with God through Jesus Christ, our Savior.
0: You know, I I had never really thought about that, Lynn, what it would have taken to have survived life outside of the Garden of Eden. Yeah. You know, I just— that, I don't know. It, I sort of skipped over that part. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fascinating. I, I find myself in in thinking about Eve, going through that story because because we know how it ends. Yeah, uh, of sort of screaming in my head, "Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't pay <laughs> any attention to that guy! Don't be naive! Don't you know? Don't 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 don't." Mm-hmm. Um, and and yet the reason I do that is because it, and we all do this. We all see our own sin in someone else. Hmm. So that's my encouragement to the people who are listening to this yeah. is when you have that gut reaction of whatever it is that's going on in Eve's life it may be about her children is pay attention to that because that's God is trying to tell you something about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I I loved what you said is you know we we're, we're not stuck in the in the bad decision right. that we've made. Right. Uh, my favorite quote from Tim, Tim Keller of all time is each of us is more than the worst thing we've ever done. Thank God. Each of us is more (laughs) than the worst thing we've ever done. And we worship a redemptive God and nothing is beyond his power and his love. Mm -hmm. Okay, what do you want to leave our listeners with today?
1: Okay. There's a lot um, (laughs) that we learned about in this story today. So I think we just need to think about it, right? Um, Think about what you're going through. Is there a heartache you're facing? Is there something that you've already endured? Is there something that you've done Mm. that you are not letting yourself be forgiven for, that you're holding on to? Is there a low point in your life that you think defines you? I don't need to know what any of these things are because God knows. But whatever it is, I want you to think about offering it up to Him. Mm. And you can do that because you can trust that when you offer it up to Him, He's going to bend right down and he's going to scoop you right up, and he's going to cover you with all of his grace and all of his mercy and all of his forgiveness. He will give you whatever you need because it's about his power. It's not about our power. Mm. So remember this, God made you through it all. When you feel at your lowest, when you feel like a failure, Mm. God sees you. And God is working through you to accomplish things You may never even know about Mm -hmm. and give God all that glory it reminds me of
0: that New Testament verse that says God weaves together all things for Mm -hmm. good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose Mm -hmm. and that's the point he doesn't remove the consequences Mm -hmm. but he weaves them into his plan and only a gracious and loving and powerful God can do that Mm -hmm. I am so grateful he never gives up on Mm -hmm. us Uh, And we're going to see that next week when we study Sarah and Hagar with a special guest person. Oh, boy. So until next time.